When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fancy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. This is the podcast where, let's be honest, we'll probably talk about the FA Cup, because that's about all that's happened this week, isn't it? Unless you count the slow breakdown of British society. Well, that's a different podcast, right? That'll be one of your political ones, or one of your ones where you do with your other friends, where you're all highbrow and you put on a suit. Oh, okay. Is that is that a is that a dig? I don't know. Do you take it as a dig? Nope. Okay. No, I don't. Um, so when it comes to FPL, John, you know the game week isn't fully over yet because um, Fulham are one of the teams that still have another game to play in this game. Yes, week. but you've but already I, won because yes. you're ahead anyway, and you've got Herrera and Mitrovic. It's a relief to me Mitrovic won't play in the second game. I believe because he's suspended now. Oh, yes, Mitrovic picked up a yellow card, I believe, in his last outing, which means he will be suspended for the second game week fixture. But as I said, you're already ahead, and you've got Pereira. Um, so congratulations if that sort of thing you. turns you on. Now, obviously, I've been watching the Premier League closely. The last time we recorded this show, I'd been to Southampton, Nottingham Forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on the day that we recorded the last episode, I was going to Chelsea, Manchester Going down City. Chelsea, weren't you, to get your head kicked in? Now, I've got to tell you, John, <laughs> it was quite the experience. Oh, yeah. Now, Oh, you little sneakers. I sent you a text saying I was it, and you kept your powder dry, didn't I you? I did keep my powder dry. You sacrificed our friendship for this podcast. You're withdrawing anecdotes from a man who needed them to save them for a for a, for an audience. Well, I feel more that you will enjoy them more if I tell you them verbally than if I just put them on WhatsApp. So this sure. was for you, John. And this thank you for not using you. a voice note, which I detest. Same. So I say this. No, I do. I do. I do. I do. I like leaving them. I don't like getting them, but I very rarely leave them anyway. Chelsea City, right? Went with our, our mate and, and his young son, who's like 13. Never been to London before. Greg. If you like. And he'd never been to London. Name, right? Uh, no, but no? I don't want to reveal his identity, so fine. Ah, Keir. Why would I? Yes. Me, Keir, Tony, Gordon. And sure. um, we, anyway, we get to Chelsea. Now, the first thing to say is, it's a very pleasant experience going to Chelsea. It's very friendly. Like, people hold doors open for you and stuff, and people say please and thank you, like, in the stand. It's sort of bizarrely pleasant. <laughs> we were sat there, and I remembered this last time. You know the last time I went to Chelsea, there was a guy checking his emails on his laptop during the game? Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're surrounded by, predominantly, Americans and Russians. What this means is, Americans talking football He's hard in a way to take, isn't it? So we're watching Chelsea. Well, he as a man whose club is being taken over uh, by Americans. So oh. the last few times I've been to Leeds, I've spent half time explaining the offside rule. So you you can speak freely. Well, not only do they shout shoot all the time, but they talk in a way that is like, this guy just kept going really loudly. Just break the line and play. <laughs> break the line and play. 
like that. And I then he started going Dan Aykroyd, the way you're saying that. Yeah, and he's going, and he starts going. Um, these guys, they just got to believe in themselves. Guys, have some confidence. And then, oh my god, it was Jesse Marsh. Well, then this was the thing. Like British people around us again. Oh yeah, that's the problem, mate. You ain't got enough confidence. Believe in yourself, mate. Come on, have a bit of self confidence. It was all getting me fun. And then, so you got these Americans. A Russian guy who I didn't dare look at for the whole first half, and I just sneaked a geek. Every time Chelsea gave the ball away, he just would go, Shit! <laughs> you are shit! Sell him! Two million! Sell him! And then, literally, any time a Chelsea player got in, you went, I hope it is broken and your mother dies. <laughs> I was like, What? I remember looking round at him, and he looked 30 years older than I imagined with sunken dark grey eyes and just everything about him was like grey and old, kind of sinewy. I, I believe that as a man who has seen armed combat. It was, bu- but it's sort of him and then these mad Americans. Are you, Dan Aykroyd, Jesse Marsh and Vladimir Putin are watching Chelsea. What a laugh. It sounds like a Cold War Steve painting. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, I've got to be honest, that saved it because the game itself actually... It's still amazing yes. to see Haaland and Foden and all these others in the flesh. But Chelsea were, you know, they sat very deep. They frustrated Manchester City. Um, but just the entertainment value, I was like, I want to come here more often. It was really funny. Because of the crowd? Yeah. What was the Atmos when the goal? It was a late goal, right? 1-0? Yeah, Grealish puts it across from Mares. Uh, and obviously, you know, City were the away team. So, um it's tricky because no matter where you're sat, if you end up rooting for the home team, don't you? Because you, as a neutral, you're yeah. at their ground. So in a way, you sort of start rooting for them. And because the fans were so funny, it was all... It was just a lovely... You know what? I just thought, this is better than going to watch Phantom, isn't it? Ooh, oh, no, 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 no. Phantom boy, don't like it. Uh, well, you know, there's a lot to be said for Chelsea Man City. Of course there is. And... Uh... I would I would say perhaps the, a, a similar problem at Phantom in terms of whilst whilst you might like the base product, perhaps those in charge at the top uh, have views that you don't necessarily agree oh, with. Satire, um, but um, there's a lot. To, I mean, if, if if anyone listening hasn't seen Phantom, you know, don't let this don't let this man put you off. Don't oh, be no. going down shells. You know what? I've never seen Phantom. I saw the film with Gerard Butler. Never I loved seen it. Phantom. Well, we must go. Take me. It's not on anymore. What? It'll come back. Well, it you stopped. Phantom didn't it? got ghosted. Yeah, Phantom went. Um, is in cats? I just thought it was one of those ones that was on. Well, you'd know. No, it's not. I've got you know. Somebody kindly sent me every now and again. Get sent. Uh, get sent something by a, a, a fan, and uh, it's very touching. And somebody sent me that when Cats was closing in. Uh, in um, New York, yeah, they cut out from the New York Times uh, the front page, which was the cat symbol and thanks for the memory. Wow! And uh, they cut it out and sent it to me, and I've got it framed and it's up in my office. Nice, what? isn't it? Because it's like cats play on words. Uh, You're on cats. Oh no, 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 no! Just because I, I think it was, I, I think it was in the Six Music Days. Wow! And I think we talked a lot about musicals. You know, I've I've always been a pioneer for uh, the beta male. You know, uh, I'm very much uh, uh, on the front line of the war against toxic masculinity and, and showing what men are capable of if they're willing to admit their emotions. Ooh. You know, okay. I'm, 
always been there saying, look, guys, we don't have to be the stereotypical football fan. Sure, I'm depressed. I don't like the world. But, you know, and, and, and I'm probably a lot less happy than those men who do like a few lagers and going out screaming and then kicking someone's head in. But you don't have to be that. You no, just that's want true. to enjoy your life as much. See, what's lovely is you got a thing about cats years before you did cats. I know. And cats ended, which is what they sent you. So cats had a countdown and you got the picture of it. Yeah, and so did 8 out of 10 cats ended. They moved it to uh, E4 and didn't take me with them, which, again, I'm absolutely fine with. You were bigger than the show. Uh, thanks. I'm, st- I'm bigger now than I was then. I do want to talk about the future of a previously healthy uh, living organism Ooh. that is dying and that death is being accelerated. Uh, we've had a lot of messages about this. I don't know if you are familiar with a little friend of ours called Planet Earth. Yeah. Um, oh. Perhaps you'd like to talk to me about the decision of Nottingham Forest to fly 39 minutes from Nottingham to Blackpool this week to be, and I'm quoting here, fucking annihilated in the FA Cup. First, I wasn't aware that we flew. Secondly, um, it was a reserve team. Thirdly... The priority is the league. We're basically mid-table. We're in the quarterfinals of the League Cup. Um, I don't think... If mid-table? Fifteenth. Yeah. I mean... And how, and how many teams in the league? Yeah, 20. Yeah, so not 30. You're almost. You're all, well, exa- I mean, exactly. It's that close. So, um, uh, as to the flight, look, it's not ideal, um, but... They've got to be there on time. I'd rather, you know what? I think the biggest killer on the planet is people not being punctual. And I would rather have a team that is on time. Well, I've caught a notoriously dangerous voyage by road. Uh, few have actually made it uh, from Nottingham. You, you, you problem, do you go up to the M62 and across? Do you take the precarious snake pass uh, through the uh, Peak District? Obviously, Steve Cooper's looked at that. He's thought, fuck that. Let's get in a bloody plane. Snake pass does sound like something that a football coach would say to a player they don't like. Yes. Mindy says, I'm sure you're all over this at Ron Jitcherton at Comedians FPL, but this looks like prime fodder for making Ford squirm and shit his pants. Mate, it takes way less than that for me to shit my pants. All you need to do is feed me and poke me. It's that Nottingham simple. Forest flew in and out of Blackpool on a 39-minute round-trip flight for their FA Cup game today. Their coach was waiting for them at the airport, which now is probably returning to Nottingham empty. The is club that true, has though? Eon as its climate awareness partner. There's a picture of the uh, Nottingham Forest club coach waiting for the players um, to uh, presumably shuttle them from the airport to the football Ooh. stadium. Okay, is on the BBC. Nottingham Forest boss Steve Cooper has defended his club of criticising flying the club to the 20-minute flight to Lancashire to avoid a road trip. I think it's I think it's pretty normal, Cooper said. Whether it's right or wrong, I think it's normal for a team in the Premier League particularly to fly distances. Yes. To fly distances. Uh, I mean, I what may, a quote. I may have trailed off. I may have trailed off. Look, um, <laughs> I mean, you're coming after the wrong guy. You? You're coming after a very... Oh, now... I just opened a tab. So I Googled the thing and then I've opened a tab that was... You can't get uh, a tab these days, can you? On <laughs> YouTube. So um, yesterday, I saw boozy lunch yesterday and then drank into the afternoon. Came back, had a few drinks. 
And um, my partner reminded me this morning that I'd fallen asleep crying in bed. (laughs) (laughs) Can you guess what I fell asleep crying to? Mm, Something to do with the recent World Cup? Not far off. If you think of individuals, then, I mean, yes. Harry Kane. Oh, close. Marcus Rashford. No, think more authority. Uh, Or politics. No, the manager. Gareth Southgate. Southgate videos, yeah. So then I've watching I've just... Gareth Southgate videos. Yeah. What are his sort of press conferences? Just interviews. I'm just saying, what a lovely man. They're going to destroy him, you know. You were crying. <laughs> yeah, I just love him. Anyway, I've opened a. I've opened a. <laughs> so is this a tab that was left open since the falling asleep crying? So I fell asleep crying. Uh, well, I must have been watching this and then that. It's Graham Taylor documentary. And I got four minutes 59 into the um, cutting edge impossible job documentary where Taylor, when he's England manager. God, that's brought back a lot of memories of last night. Oh, I had a great time. <laughs> Quite like it. I get, eat chocolate, get emotional about football and nod off. I mean, it's not bad, what is it? What does your... Um, I mean, I don't want to sort of compare our two uh, relationships, but... Uh-huh. I frequently have to sleep in the spare room because I snore. Yeah. What does your partner make? Your partner has a job. She's a professional person. Yeah. What does she make of you crawling into bed leathered and falling asleep crying to Gareth Southgate videos? She says that I snore like a bear. I make a lot of noise and I get acid in the night and that I um, (laughs) sort of just loudly go about my business. (laughs) <laughs> and, um, what is she doing? Just tolerating uh, it. Well, uh, her bed manners. Well, I can't get into the details, but um, you know, <laughs> there's a fair bit of to and fro. Let's put it that way. Oh, is there really? Oh yeah, mate. I mean, come on, come on. You must have the same thing. You know, Lucy's not. Lucy is the opposite. She will go to bed at anything between seven thirty and nine p.m. She will cocoon herself. She has earplugs. She will have an eye mask. And yet still, any noise or movement or light, I thought she was taking the piss, um, but she sleeps with her eyes open. Oh, God, that's freaky. Her eyes are not quite fully closed, so she has the eye mask. And sometimes I'll I'll leave a light somewhere in the room and I'll say to her, if that light's bothering you, where is it? And it's like she's like predator. She can sort of point at it. And tell me the shape of light. I mean, it's a, it's a wonder she's ever slept at all. She's so sensitive. And what do you think? Um, why is that? I still get told off. Sometimes she'll go to bed and I leave the telly on the volume it was on when she was here. Yeah. And about 15 minutes later, she'll come downstairs and say, turn that telly down. And I say, but it's only on nine. It was on nine when you were in here. But why... <laughs> Like a little dog cowering in the corner. Go out and do your business. (laughs) Do you cower like mice? Yeah. (laughs) Why is she so? Why is she sleeping with her eyes open though? I don't think she's doing it deliberately. I just don't think they're closed properly. Freak me out! It's like a venture. Yeah, films are doing it once. She never knew I was able to sort of, um, you know. I guess it's the good side of filming your partner against their will while they're asleep in the car. I was able to show her. Look, you, you can still see the little sort of just through the middle. I'd say they're, I'd say they're. Well, you you would describe it as mid closed. I would describe it as almost completely closed. But they're they're sort of ninety five percent shot. But there is a little window there, and you can see the little eyes going uh, 
back and forth behind. You just sort of wave at her and try and get her attention and stuff. Um, no, no, I don't disturb her. My God, I'm in trouble enough when she's awake, when she's trying to sleep and I wake her up. No, 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 I'm, I'm very careful. It's funny this, isn't it? Yeah, well, it just baffles me because I've tried sleeping in the same sort of, uh, even in the same postcode as you and I know how difficult it is. Do you know what? I think people listening to this will feel like they've tapped our phones and they're listening to just a private conversation between two men. Yeah, it's a very polite way of saying people listening to this will be absolutely baffled why we think this is content worth putting out for the listening public. Wrong. This is the hottest stuff. This is the stuff that people say. This is an immersive audio experience. They've taken podcasting to a new sphere, a new realm, a new paradigm. Um, Aren't these guys amazing? Uh, They make me laugh. They make me think. They emotionally move me. Put them in charge. In charge of what? The country. (laughs) Um, So what else have you been up to then? Because your tour's restarted, right? Nitwit? Nitwit, yes. What's the tour called? The nitwit. <laughs> oh, I do like those sort of jokes. They're right up your street. Uh, and how's it going, John? And it's clean, isn't it? It's clean, it's lean, it's mean. You can't be clean humour, can you? Well, I'm promoting stuff. It's the worst point of um, the the panel show that Lucy and I have made starts this Friday, 9 oh, o'clock great. on Channel 4. Do join it. Um, but when you promote stuff, it really is... The, just the worst part, because I think people are of the impression that you ask to go on these things, that you sort of say, right, I've got a panel show going, get me on stuff, when really the truth of the matter is you are told as part of your contract with whoever it is, the podcast company or whatever, you need to do a certain amount of PR to sell this show. And then you just turn up on all this stuff and you just think, I'm just pissing people off now. It would be better to just put it out there and if it's good, people will find it. And then you end up begging one by one, everybody in the country, just appearing at regional fucking Iceland's in the frozen food section, <laughs> telling people about your new panel show. I don't, but do you know what? If people don't like me, that's fine. And if you don't know what stuff I'm on, I understand because I feel the same way. But you're not allowed to say that. I wouldn't watch it because I'm on it and I fucking hate me. But you got to keep going. So you do your little, I've done a little Guardian Q&A this week. And I'll tell Lovely. you what, there's not an, an, not an answer in there that will make anybody who wasn't already going to watch the show watch it. John, I think you're misunderstanding the nature of publicity, if I can be perfectly frank with you. The yeah. point is to basically flood the zone so that when people do hear about it, they go, oh, that rings a bell. So you've just got to be everywhere for a bit. That's all Exactly, is. exactly. I don't like flooding. I was a passionate campaigner against it when I lived in the Calder Valley. Uh, I worked with a charity called Slow the Flow. Uh, frequently, uh, I do an environmental podcast, which is trying to reduce on environmental flooding. Uh, I frequently tell Lucy off for running a bath and then forgetting to turn it off and flooding our own bathroom. You're There's kidding very me. little flooding I'm a fan of. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm sat in our lounge now, and when I look up, I can see there's a water stain Jesus. on the living room ceiling that is the exact outline of our upstairs toilet. You can see the... Toilet? Uh, well, because the water's flooded, and it's seeped in around all the skirting boards and around the toilet. So where the water's come through, there's like a brown outline. It's like God, someone's it's got a brown sick. Crayola and traced the shower tray the toilet, I can see the little curve of the toilet uh, and the sink unit on the uh, living room ceiling. I'm not painting it. I didn't do it. No one's saying you did. I mean, I think you're right. But but obviously, it's probably getting to you more than anyone. So there is do, do you know, own... it doesn't bother me. 
Maybe I'll come around. Next time I come around, why don't I bring some white paint and I'll just stand up on your settee. Oh, good I'll luck just, with that, mate. I'll just do you'll it. Have to, you'll have to pick a very specific paint. It won't be a white, this. It'll be an off-white that is actually white, but she'll have spent 10 hours in Farrow and Ball. It'll be called something like uh, uh, f- Snow on the Fells or something like that, and it'll actually, she, she'll describe it as a blue, but it's white, and it'll have to be zero VOC. We can't have VOCs in our paint. Um, otherwise, uh, it causes breathing difficulties. Bloody hell. You can't just paint a ceiling, mate, in this well, house. You see why I drink. I'm trying not to drink. All these people banging on about dry January. January is wet. Accept it. January needs to be wetter. I tell you what, that's a month that needs flooding. Let's flood January. Let's have dry May. May's neither here nor there, is it? It's not quite the summer holidays, but the weather's nice. So you can sit out and have lemonade or something. January needs to be fucking hosed down within an inch of its life. With gravy and booze. Absolutely. Everything wet. Get it all over January. Obviously, I had my gout year, so I sort of feel like... <laughs> Is that what you call it now? Do you call it your gout year? Well, how else do you do it? These are my gout years. I mean, what a lot of people call that year is the COVID year. But to you, it was your gout year. You were yeah. actually lucky that your gout year coincided with a year where you couldn't have gone anywhere or done anything anyway. Well, exactly. So there was that. But what it did mean was that I barely drank for the best part of a year. So mm. I've, I feel like I've done 12 dry Januaries, really. So I don't need to do that. Also, you know, in the course <laughs> of a week, you know, most of January know, will be dry. That feeling um, that you have is what I have if I haven't drunk by 8 o'clock. If I get to eight o'clock and I haven't had a drink, I think, well, that's fucking, because I finished drinking at midnight last night. That's basically a day off the booze, but for the next few hours. I basically clever only boy. drink in a very small window of the day. So you clever bastard. Are you drinking every day then, are you, John? Right. What are you drinking now? I'm having a can of roosters, mate. I'm having a can of roosters. Which one have you got? I'm on the Yankee Pale. I'm only allowed to uh, engage in American things now to uh, show favor with the 49ers. What's this 49ers business? They are about to, so the uh, so the insiders say, they're about to take a majority share in Leeds United, buy out Andrea Radrizani, who has admitted himself that he does not have the funds to take the club forward, um, hoping obviously to get that transaction done by about January the 31st, uh, when the transfer window closes. I don't know if you saw our performance at Cardiff. don't know if perhaps Nottingham Forest are in a position to lend us some of your players. Some nah. of your defend- I don't know if you've got any defenders. Have you got any of these? Have you got a defender who can stop the other team doing a goal? Well, we, we yeah, we got a few actually. Yeah, yeah, we do. Have we you? Do. Why don't you play them? You can't have. Fuck off. You can't have them. <laughs> I actually forgot we were podcasting and it was like full on down the pub. Fuck off. <laughs> I was genuinely yeah, like, yeah. That was the moment. All that stuff before about the listeners getting a window. That was, you got a real glimpse at the real Matt Ford then. I mean, I think every second of this podcast is a glimpse of the real Matt Ford. I'm basically a dopey, sort of pudgy-faced football fan. So, are we going to do, oh, no, no, what's my name? Are you going to pop around to my house or not? Oh, um... It's up to you. Uh, all right. Uh, all right, I got one. Okay, go on then. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll do a topical one. I'll do a Great. topical one. And, and let's be honest, I, I can't remember what this person sounds like. So again, uh, much like last week, more, more of a caricature. Lovely. Here we go. <clears throat> oh, there's someone hang, hanging around outside. Hello. Knock. Oh, hello there. 
Hello there, where's your, where's, where's everything at? Where's it in the kitchen, is it? Some of it's in the kitchen, some of it's in the living room. Move it away, Move it away, You hungry? Yes, please. And thirsty. Oh, what do you fancy to drink? What you got? Uh, we've got whiskey, water, or... Um... What are you, Jesus? <laughs> eh? Oh, no, he has wine. Whiskey, water, or wine? Uh, whiskey, please. Okay, and um, are you playing football at the moment? Do I look like I'm playing football, pal? You, you're trying to be clever. Is that a wee joke, is it? That, or you no, invite no. people into your house for a party and then make snide comments. No, so but you used to play, right? Uh, let me just check. Yeah, I did, yeah. Played, uh, played for the Clyde. Uh, I played for the Albion Rovers. Played for Air United. I played twice for Hamilton Academical. And I played 24 times for St Johnston. But that, right. that was way back in the oh, early 80s. And, and and then you managed for a bit, did you? Oh, you're saying I'm no manager now? You're a, you're a smart mouth, pal. I don't like you. See you, I don't like you. Saying I didn't manage anymore. I've, do you know, people are talking about me this week. I'm not sitting in my bed watching Gareth Southgate videos crying into my Nottingham Forest bedspread. I'm out there doing it now, pal. Turning people over, I'll turn you over. Did you manage one club for a long time? Uh, I've managed many clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. Uh, I'm, I don't think, no, I'm not who oh. you're thinking of. That would be a different impression. And I would have asked for red wine uh, if I was who you think yes. I am. And this person is no managing anymore. This person gave up. This person has no longer the capacity to manage at the top level like I have. So why are people talking about you this week then? Because we've had a very good win this week. The boys done very well. I say to the boys, you know, this is the level we need to be at. You know, we got out there, we tried our best. And, you know, I think they came here thinking we weren't going to turn up. And I'll tell you what, we turned up. And I'll tell you what as well, we come on the fucking coach because we've got a, a, an ounce of respect for Mother Nature. Are you managing in the West Midlands? Uh, no, but I was in the West Midlands. See, I've been there. I've just been to, there. To, yeah? I'm sure I recognise you, but just to give me a sense, <laughs> are you um, a top flight manager or not? No, thank you. Been there, done that, got the T-shirt, been sacked. And by top flight, I mean just below the top flight. Arguably the biggest club in the country, but in a period of time when they were not a top flight club. Okay, so you managed to lead for a bit. Oh, thank you very much, yes. Thank you. Great times, great boys. I'd love to have stayed longer. You know, absolutely special, special club. I'll go back there in a heartbeat. Eddie Gray? No. No, no bad, no bad, no. Much less successful than Eddie Gray, much less like Steve, what's his face? Here we go. Show some respect. Remember my name. Steve. Say my name. Say my name. (laughs) Say my Uh, name. Oh, you sound like Beyonce. Is that Beyonce? Steve Evans. Yes, thank you. Cheerio, I'll be leaving now. Bye. Steve. No. Steve? No, I'm going now. What made you pick Steve? Well, they knocked uh, Aston Villa out of the cup. Um, Who's there? Who's he managing now? Stevenage. 
Bloody hell, you're kidding. He's at Steam. Hang on, what? He knocked Aston Villa out of the cup. <laughs> you have been drinking, haven't you? When was that? Today? Yesterday, 2 1. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me Google it. Jesus, at Villa. This Well, this takes place of Manchester City this week. This is two people with their fingers right on the pulse <laughs> on a football oh, podcast. This is man checks the football results on a football podcast. League Two Stephen has produced an incredible late comeback to Premier League Aston Villa. The fourth division one away at Villa. That's phenomenal. That is very, very special. Thank you. Uh, so well done, and and uh, would it be fair to say you've lost a few band? Oh, I, I, uh, around the Leeds time actually, I was targeted. And how have you done it? What, what was your what's the secret? Just I'm putting weight on at the moment. Living healthily, you know. Just um, I find that if you manage to stop uh, going out on the lash all day, ordinary takeaway, and then having a second takeaway place deliver your dessert, and then lying awake all night crying about managers who haven't even been sacked and are still in the job. That might help. Tears are no weight loss. You'll put that weight straight back on in the morning. Okay. Funny old phrase, that, Steve. And I love how you just sort of popped back into the party. Yeah, well, I'm actually through your letterbox. I needed a piss. <laughs> Have you ever pissed through someone's letterbox? It's the sort of thing I imagine you'd do. Me? Yeah. No, Richardson. Well, Rico. Have I pissed through a letterbox? Yeah. No, I would piss out of a letterbox, I think. Tricky, though, because the, the flap is going in the wrong direction. Isn't it? You have I to... know, and then you've got the letterbox to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to be careful. I mean, do not... By the way, if you ever peed out of a letterbox, window, <laughs> or door, email us, hello at cpfpl.com. Um, I guess maybe door pissers is like the new shit eaters. Maybe there's a whole subculture of people that just like to... I mean, it is, uh, what I would say is only when it is safe and legal to do so, and there are no when you've exhausted all diplomatic options, mm-hmm. peeing outdoors is lovely, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong god. with that out in the countryside, is there, out on a walk? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've got an idea. I've got an idea. I've got an idea. Oh, Fucking God. Hell, this, is gonna, this could make me millions. Oh, no. My concept, bathroom design, where in the toilet you have a kind of um, breeze that makes it feel like you're peeing outdoors, that is basically at willy level, <laughs> that when you close the toilet door and you lift up the lid, there's a sensor that just has almost like a sort of fan element that gives you that feeling and, and maybe a scent, like a grass scent is is released and you hear like the tweeting of parakeets. Yeah, well, you, you'd have different modes, I guess, wouldn't you? You could have sort of a jungle piss, a lakeside piss, yeah. a river piss. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, the one you'd want, because obviously if you want to piss in a field, I think you probably can do. The atmosphere you'd want is a place that you're not allowed to piss, like a busy football stadium. If you Ooh. could recreate the atmosphere of being able to urinate in places that you're not allowed to, that would be a USP, if you're part oh, of the pod. That's a good idea. Yeah, you could have some sort of um, touchscreen control panel, and you know you could update that with various ambiances. You could have <laughs> FA Cup final. Yeah, do you know what I realise you've done? You've basically yeah. taken the existing technology of virtual reality, restricted it to urination. That's what you've done. But no, but it's not about just, the, it's about the breeze itself. Do you have a little headset for Fan you, element is the USB. Why don't you just open the window? Because then people can see you. Mm, okay. Well, well, I mean, we'll see. The wrong thing to do. I do think of all your inventions, I do think of kebabby cab a lot. Do you know what? My dad said that the other day. I was like, it, it, it genuinely, I'm just like, it, it will take off. <laughs> 
That comes up more than anything. I would say that he brings that up. And I was like, you're right. For the uninitiated, Kebabi Cab was an idea I had around 2000, almost 20 years old now, this idea. And it was that the um, in a black cab, the, the the fake passenger seat area is square footage that's not being profit maximized that you could have a a, a gyro, a giro in. And it's um, the idea that at the end of the night, you have to queue to get a kebab, then you have to queue to get your taxi. And instead you queue for kebabby cab where um i mean particularly now the technology would allow you to do this even better but effectively there is a kebab gyro gyro in that place and yeah you you using safe technology effectively cut your own kebab Mm -hmm. and then that's that yeah that that was the point at which i i sort of got on board begrudgingly is when it became like um like you see those people dealing with radioactive materials so you reach into the window and you're in those big rubber gloves yeah like keyhole surgery yeah yeah your hands through so it's totally fine it's totally um sterile and you uh, obviously have a limit it would be weight limit or maybe time limit so you can't just like cut the whole thing up and but now with with the way that tech is now i think you could probably have micro bots that would do it for you I, I i still think it's and i think that element of it's really good fun you'd have obviously seat belt technology that allowed you to do it early studies show that kebabi cab would be safer than other taxis because of the concentration levels of the passengers i'll tell you what it'd be safer than a kebab shop at two in the morning there's times exactly. that i want to get a takeaway and i look at the other people in there at two in the morning and i think well i'm not going in there I'd love the chance to uh, get a cab where I could get served with the food of my choice. Kebab meat and chips. Oh, kebab meat, pizza and chips. Oh, man. Kebab meat, pizza. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. That's all we've got time for this episode. We'll be back later on in the week with another. Good luck to Nottingham Forest against the Wolves. I mean, it'd be amazing if you you could legitimately finish mid-table this season and win a cup. Yeah, isn't that incredible? Um, I just checked, for some reason, just checked Twitter, and I know we have our different, you know, they're algorithm-driven, but one of the hashtags that is trending on Twitter now, nothing to do with football, it didn't make me laugh, hashtag Prince Harry has gone mad. How is that trending? But anyway. I was trying to come up with a tweet this week that the royal family is basically football for, and there's a group of people. I wanted to say the tweet is the royal family is football for posh people, but it's not that because there's there's loads of working class people who love the royal family. But you know what I mean? All that sort of having your team. Posh people like football. What? Well, plenty of posh people who like football. Football's football for posh people. Well, exactly. But what what is the group of people who like the royal family but don't? But do, I was listening to the news this week. They were banging on about it, and it's it's Coronation like having Sky Sports news on. Just people twittering on about what he said. It's of no relevance whatsoever. But I, I think few people Coronation just Street? liked football. Coronation Street. It's Coronation so Street popular. for posh people, and it's got the word coronation in it. So go on. Let's workshop well, it the tweet works. now and put it's it out. Neat. The royal family is Coronation Street for posh people. Or they should, maybe you can do something with the fact that Coronation Street, you know, has a regal conversations. Yeah. But it's a soap opera, isn't it? Yeah, you said it, mate. All right, Piers. So, thank you so much for downloading this, and we really do mean it. Don't forget to leave a five-star written review on whatever podcast platform you consume this. And if you need more CPFPN in your life, and let's face it, you do, subscribe to us on anotherslice.com for extra content. It's your way of helping support the podcast. Tweeters and treaters at ComediansFPL. Always email hello at cpfpl.com and leave that review. It's your good deed for the week. Bye. Bye.